As hilarious as that music may sound, it is not how I want to kick off my podcast. Welcome to the Michael Aldred Comedy Podcast. It's going to be so much fun where he makes humor of himself and the many things in New York City. Oh, and by the way, this is not the voice of Bruno. Welcome to the Michael Oldroyd Comedy Podcast. Today, we're going to do something a little bit different, change it up, you know, keep it fresh. In fact, we're going to keep it super fresh for you guys, completely changing the format because episode 56, 56 uh, is, is a number that made me think of Sean Witherspoon, um, someone who has just, he's, he's one of the, the, the best athletes I've ever known. I can't say enough about this person. Not only is he an amazing athlete, but he has an amazing energy and attitude. Uh, he's, he's positive. He's always been just extremely uh, happy, uh, positive, uh, full of life. You know, just when you know people like Spoon and some of the guys that, that I got to play football with uh, in college and over the years, you, you, just, you, you just see – amazing talent I, I don't know how to express it or put it into words but but spoon is 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 just uh he's, he's he's one of a kind and uh wanted to honor him by by bringing him on today uh, as a guest on my podcast a couple stats for football lovers out there he's played in seven seasons he was drafted for the 2010 season and he did four years at mizzou he wasn't a redshirted freshman he was a true freshman in 2006, and that was my first year on the football team uh, from Missouri as well. But there he was. Uh, he also played linebacker for Mizzou. He had 233 career tackles, 170 assists, four interceptions, 106 yards. Right, uh, you know that he ran ran the ball back over the course of those four interceptions, and he had two touchdowns, defensive touchdowns, guys. Right, that's more touchdowns than I had in college, and I played on offense. <laughs> I also did never get to play in anything except the uh, the spring game, which was on ESPN two, and I got to. I, I did have a a couple touches in that game. I had a, a rushing attempt as well as uh, you know one reception for like fifteen yards or something like that. But um, one thing that I remember about Spoon is. Uh, uh, that he always, every single week he was being, you know, we would go through uh, our team meetings and Coach Pinkle would, would give away these awards, right? There'd, there'd be these incentives for, you know, biggest hit of the game, the Hammer Award, just all these all these uh, positive incentives to reward the athletes for the performance that they had in the game. And Spoon was always on that list. He was always on the highlight tape. And I just remember thinking, this dude, this dude is is truly just truly a, a, an athlete to be appreciated. I, I think that's all that's all you can do, you know, is, is just sit back and appreciate the athleticism and the, and the, everything that somebody like this puts into their career. Uh, and when he got to the NFL, he's played in a total of sixty seven games. His total number of tackles is two hundred and forty three. He has eighty six assists, eight sacks. He has two interceptions and two touchdowns. I actually watched the touchdown against a cold day in Green Bay that Spoon had. It was a pretty cool, pretty cool one to have on the highlight reel. But those are some amazing stats. And you know, Spoon's a, a linebacker, right? That's that's one of the toughest, if not the physically toughest, position on the field. 
the, the amount of wear and tear that that is required to play that position uh, you, you don't see some you don't see it somebody have that long uh, as long of a career as spoon does and i think that that that's a testament to not just his natural strength and abilities and fortitude but you know the hard work that you have to do to stay in shape and stay on top of the game and to rehab and to to do all these things to stay on point i mean it's it's a vicious vicious environment and we're all very proud of spoon you know as a missouri tiger as one of his friends as one of his teammates we're, we're all we're all very proud of spoon and you know it was an honor having him on the podcast today it was humbling to be honest, you know, and I think when you guys listen to him, you may be surprised if you don't know him. Those of you that know him won't won't be surprised. Maybe you'll learn some new things about him. But if you don't know him, you might be surprised because when you see somebody who's, who, who's had this level of success, it's always surprising sometimes to, to, to hear when someone like that is humble and positive and, and you know, you could just tell he, he, he doesn't talk negative on others. So I think there's a lot to be said about that. I'm excited to see what happens for him in the future. You know, if you know if, if there's another step in the NFL for him, I'm rooting for him. I uh, I'd love to see uh, him get suited up uh, for the 2018 season. I think any team out there will be lucky to have him. He's healthy and he's got his mind in the right place. So I'd be very excited to see him out on the field for the 2018 season. Um, anyway, without further ado. Ladies and gentlemen, one of my friends from college, Mr. Sean Witherspoon from the University of Missouri, Jasper, Texas, uh, in the NFL, Atlanta Falcons, Arizona Cardinals. Sean, how you doing today? Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining me, man. No doubt, man. Thanks for having me on, Mike. I'm doing good, bro. Just chilling today. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's what I like to hear. It's been a little bit since we've, uh, since I've got to catch up with you, since we've caught up. Um yeah. So you're living in Atlanta. Um, it's been, uh, I guess, what? It's been about six to nine months. The last time we saw each other was at the 10-year uh, Missouri football reunion. Right, right. It was back at Mizzou at the game. And, um, it was good to see a lot of the guys. Man. We connected in and exchanged numbers. And shoot, here we are today, man. And you know, it's been about, shoot, almost what, eight, nine years since we were in school. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been a while. I, I time flies, you know. I mean, right. it's it's crazy. I, I don't think we caught up before that since college, actually, at exactly. least in person. Exactly, man. it's been like that long. Man. I think like last, you know, I had really kind of saw what you was probably on social media. You know? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I'm not crazy active on it, but I'm, I'm on there, you know, checking things out. Yeah, yeah, Facebook's fun, you know, I actually, uh, 
you know, a lot of the guys are on Facebook, a lot of the guys from our team, and, you know, I get to see some of their updates there, and uh, I actually made a little post yesterday just to get them excited, and some of the guys were commenting and, you know, excited to see that we're going to have this, you know, a couple minutes on, on, on this podcast together, so... You know, I think it's a it's a good way to stay connected. You know, it's one of, of of many ways, but it was definitely fantastic to to see the guys. I agree with you. You know, at that reunion, getting down on the field, um, you know, getting to hear the crowd again, uh, you know, and just kind of catching up. Right? You know, a lot of the guys. It's easy to lose touch over the years. What was that? That's what I like to hear. Uh, what do you mean exactly? Were you were you thinking about going somewhere else originally? I actually don't know the story uh, behind that. I'm sorry to say it was an No, I, I didn't mean it like that. Yeah. But I was, I was actually um, committed to the University of Houston for quite some time because a good buddy of mine um, I played high school ball with went there and played on offensive tackle. And my senior year, that was the fall of 05, and um, our football season was kind of put on hold because we had a hurricane hit. You know, I'm from the Golden Triangle area of Texas. It's not far from the Gulf. So we had Hurricane Rita came through, bro, and just kind of shook things up my senior year. So, man, we left town for about a month, you know, just, you know, trying to make sure we were safe. And then once we got back, there was like no electricity in my hometown. You know, it's a small town, about seven, 8,000 people. And, you know, um, I was thinking of actually going to another high school. And I think my commitment to Houston was kind of like, you know, kind of, I was comfortable going there, but, you know, I was just kind of playing it safe, you know, because I didn't know if I'd get to finish out my senior year. And, uh, you know, Missouri was the one school that always found me. Like, I lost contact with um, a lot of schools. And at that time, a couple of SEC schools that recruited me were LSU and Arkansas, and we beat them, so I guess it makes sense that I didn't go to Arkansas. <laughs> um, I, you know, just coaches that I talked to kind of closer in my area. You know, Missouri's about... 11 12 hour drive from my hometown man coach matt eberflus kept linking up with me, linking up with me and just checking on me and that kind of just you know that kind of just sealed the deal to for me because we were going through something you know and he was still you know just checking on me and i hadn't even committed to missouri but he just always looked out for me man so when it came down to it i was like man after the visit i'm like this place is pretty cool and i just was going through all of that you know high school drama with the hurricane and everything i'm like Bro, I gotta, I gotta find a place that's for me, and I just felt like Missouri was that place after the visit. So it was a wrap, man, and I was, I was excited. And then once we got there, you know, it was just, you know, it wasn't always an easy time, but it was always a great time. You know, like just the guys I came in with, man, it was just a good group of guys that that, that made the day go by a little bit better. You know, being a thousand miles from home at the age of eighteen is a little tough, but um, I was able to get through that, man. And Missouri was just, just awesome, man. Oh yeah. That's awesome, Spoon. I appreciate you sharing that. Uh, how far is Jasper, Texas, from from Houston? Is it close? It's pretty close, man. Like almost two hours, maybe. So two hours, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's not that bad. But that would have been too close to home. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, I'm. I was, dating, I'm I was dating a girl. 
There's just a lot of other factors that were going into me going to Houston, and I didn't want to lose that college feel because you know the University of Houston is like right in the right in the it's right in the hood. It's right in the middle of Houston. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Well, I'm I'm very glad that you ended up going to Mizzou. Obviously, I mean, I <laughs> uh, that, that's a that's a great thing. You know, I think stuff just works out sometimes, and and you know, real happy that you were a tiger with us. Um, no doubt, bro. <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess I'm curious. I know you got some little ones. Um, They're awesome. <laughs> yeah. How many yeah, do you have man. now, Spoon? Man. Um, two-year-old son and his name is you know he has the same name as, as myself and uh, my daughter she's three her name is Ava and they are just they just they give they're my personal alarm clocks they just, <laughs> keep me, they just keep they keep daddy on point you know like you got to make sure you know crossing the teeth and dotting your eyes when you're responsible for two whole human beings well, <laughs> I hear you man and you know it wouldn't be it would it, I'm it's not an easy job at all, and you know you need some help with that. My wife Christine, um, she's from Kansas City, and she went to Mizzou with us as well. And you know, so you know, that's another part of me going to Mizzou that you know changed my life for the better. Because you know, if I didn't go to school there, you know, my life would be totally different. I wouldn't have met my wife. But, um, she's just been a, a, a great, a great like helper and teammate just to me for a long time. We've been married now just going over a year now so um it's pretty cool to be mr and mrs you know and have the little ones and just with the, our schedules just being like so concrete with the babies you know you gotta you gotta plan things out and get them out of the house you just can't sit in the house and watch Netflix all day when you got a two-year-old and a three-year-old you know what i'm saying <laughs> well that's awesome man congratulations to both of you on your Thanks, family spoon that's that's really cool man Thanks, yeah. bro, and, and we're loving Atlanta, man. You know, I came out here in 2010. It was just a place that I, I, I you know, it's so big. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. You know, leaving Kansas, going to Columbia, and then coming to Atlanta, where it's just constantly growing, growing, growing. And, and then in 2015, I had a chance to go out to the Valley of Phoenix. And um, man, we love Phoenix, and I had a great time there. I had a chance to come back to Atlanta, so. We were like, man, Atlanta just keeps calling our name. So we decided to go ahead and drop some roots here. Man. So we make, <laughs> we, we make home a little north of town. It's called Brookhaven. Okay. And we're, we're inside the perimeter of Atlanta. So you know, we're pretty accessible to all of the great areas that Atlanta has to offer. That's fantastic. I, I've been to Atlanta once, actually. And, you know, it's, it's a nice place. You know, it's a lot cleaner than New York. Uh, yeah. it's still got the big city feel though. You know, it's a lot of fun. It's obviously a great sports town. Um, uh, I like Atlanta. There's a lot going on in entertainment there too. Bro, it's, 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 it's a lot. It's, I mean, you know, we talk about, you know, LA, New York, I mean, you gotta kind of, you kind of have to come to Atlanta like right after that. And I'm pretty sure you know, sooner than later that the market here will be as comparable because, you know, it's a lot of influence here, man. A lot of, a lot of great things going on in the entertainment industry. And like you said, it's a good sports town. It's really growing, you know, in that sense. And, you know, going to Mizzou and then we play in the Big 12, right? And then yeah. all of a sudden, boom, we're in the SEC. And here I am living in the heart of SEC country where <laughs> it just goes down. Like, people are serious about it. That is, it's weird. I'm, 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 I'm blessed because I get to see the Tigers all the time. Right? You know, so that's, 
that's awesome. And they come in town, you know, once every other year. Or they're close around here, so I can check them. Who, who comes in town? I missed that part. The Tigers, bro. Oh, the Tigers. I didn't yeah. even, the, the phone cut out for a second. How could I miss that? Okay, bro. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Last year, you know, they came in and played Georgia for the homecoming. And I had a chance to go see them at the hotel and, you know, talk to the guys a little bit about our time at Missouri and how, you know, it was their time, you know, to, to you know, leave their legacy. And I think that's something that I'm, you know, that those guys are focused on now because, you know, going forward, you know, with Coach Odom, you know, I know we had a different head coach, so this is the first time, you know, I saw another coach at, at Missouri. So, you know, I love Coach Odom and what he's, what he's, what he's doing in his mindset. And I think, I think they'll, um, you know, I think they finished on such a high note, even though we didn't win the blue game, we finished on a high note to make a bowl game. I think that gives you a lot of confidence going in to this next season. So hopefully we can see the Tigers back in that SEC championship game. And I'm pretty sure it'll be – at the um, new stadium here in Atlanta, which is state-of-the-art, bro. Wow. That's awesome, Spoo, and that's really cool that you know that you, you, know, that you were able to speak for, uh, with the team. Uh, I'm sure that really meant a lot to not only Coach Odom, but I'm sh- I, I know that that's going to motivate the guys, right, because they're going to look up to somebody who's been in their shoes before and has seen success, you know, a lot of the success that all of them want to achieve. So that's really, really cool. It was big. It was big, bro, because, I mean, we put up 30 on Georgia. Uh, not a lot of teams put up 30 on Georgia last year. So even though we lost the game, I mean, it was their homecoming. So I mean, it's kind of tough to go into someone's place and win a homecoming. But not a lot of teams scored a lot of points against Georgia. So I can, I definitely saw like a, a different group, man. And that was right at the midseason mark. And, you know, this the season kind of turned around for us after that. And like like I said, we made a bowl game. So yeah. I know it meant a lot to those kids and the coaches as well. It, it, meant, it meant a lot to me to to be accepted, you know, by by my alma mater in such a in such a way, man. And just you know, it's been first class since I signed that letter of intent, man. And I you know, I can't nothing bad I can really say about that situation. You know? I mean, so I'm always keeping my eye on them you know, every now and then I'm texting some of the guys, you know, I still know a few of the guys on the team. I went back in two thousand and fifteen, I think, and trained that a little bit, so had a chance to train with some of the guys, man, and they got a good group. That's awesome. Well, I can I can definitely second the you know I love Coach Odom as well. I've always really had a lot of respect for him. He's always been you know looking out for the kids. Uh, just a, a an ethical guy. You know he does right. things right, uh, and I can see why the team's excited about him. You know you know the guys that he's that play for him, and I agree. I you know when he was hired, naturally it takes. Before anything happened, before he played his first game as the head coach, in my own mind, I thought, give him two years, and I and I and I, I you know, give him two years, and I really think um, he'll rev things up because it just takes time. That was my prediction, and I, I'm feeling yeah, really good about next year. So you know what, I, I was saying the same thing. I, I just you know, you know, Coach Pinkle have been there for so long, and did such a great job. You know, I know that the pressure was, like, immediately on Coach Odom. And I didn't want him to just, you know, I didn't want them to be, like, if he doesn't win this, you know, first, second year, third year, they're just going to move on and he got this carousel going on. I wanted them to, you know, give him a chance. And I think, you know, the fact that he's a he's a true son like us, you know, he, he played at Mizzou. Um, you know, he, he's a Missouri, you know, he's an Oklahoma guy, but he, he's a Midwest guy. You know, you get the feel, you know, he's a linebacker. So anytime you got a linebacker, Leading the guys, that's what linebackers do. They lead, you know. So yeah. I think I think he's he's, he's going to do a, a great job as you know as well as the, he's done a great job already. But I think just moving forward, 
it's going to get better and better, man. And that's what I'm hoping for. And I'm glad that to see that he's getting a chance to, to do his thing and implement his program because, you know, it's tough to follow an act like Coach Tinkerbell. Oh, yeah. I agree. I completely agree. And uh, I'm real excited. I, I believe in Coach Odom. I stand by him. I support him, you know, and uh, I know I know that I know that good things are coming, you know. So that's cool. Uh so yeah, so Spoon, tell me. Uh, so you worked out today. You mentioned you worked out this morning. What's uh, what's next for you? What's on your radar? What 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 Man. like? Well, I tell you what, I like to take it one day at a time because I'll be the first one to tell you when we start making plans. That's when guys, you know, he he chuckles a little bit. Now, of course, we have to make plans, but we can't get too far ahead of ourselves. We have to trust the process, like um, Joel and B likes to say all the time. <laughs> but, um, for me, man, right now, you know, I finished my eighth season last season, and I'm, I was seven in Atlanta and one in Arizona. And so, you know, right now, what I'm focused on is just making sure that my body's in the best shape that it can be. Because I've experienced a couple, you know, a couple of traumatic injuries. I tore both of my Achilles in in, in like a three year span, so that's something that's pretty tough. A lot of people, you know, you do that, you might just go ahead and hang them up. But you know, I've been blessed to. I have some good genetics from my dad and my parents, you know, my mom, of course, but I'm also just, you know, the desire to, to, to go out and just try to get better every, every day. And if I can still go out and do my job effectively, then, then I'm going to, I know that I can play in this league. And I played at high level for, for a while in this league. And, you know, I'm coming up on this season and I'm looking to, you know, sign pretty soon, actually. I would love to sign up for training camp and, and visit that I have lined up. And this is ironic. <laughs> but um, you know, Coach Coach Matt Eberflus, the guy who recruited me to Missouri, my former defensive coordinator. Um, you know, he coached for the um, Cleveland Browns, coached for the Cowboys, and now he's a defensive coordinator for the Indianapolis Colts. Oh wow! Um, so um, you know, I've been in, in contact with my agent, and my agent's been in contact with uh, the GM. Um, I think it's the last the guy's last name is Bowling. I can't think of his first name right now. But um, so I'm looking forward for a visit up that way. Um, Toward the beginning of training camp, so I'm excited to be there. I mean, that's an opportunity, and um, you know, we've been speaking with Atlanta, you know, talking with a lot of a lot of other teams too, man. And it, you know, I'm on some teams right now, so uh, you know, it's not time to hang up the cleats yet, bro. Because, like I said, I worked out today, and I'm able to go in and, and be explosive and do all the things that my job entails. So I'm really excited about this upcoming year. Just just trying to find the right situation to where I'll be evaluated, as opposed to you know, just just um. You know, using my not just a team just wanted me to come in and, and be like the veteran guy that kind of keeps everyone in line, like because I can still keep up with these young cats and 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 still I run past a lot of them too. You know, so <laughs> I'm just I'm just looking forward to the best opportunity for me and my family, bro. So I can go out there and put it out because I'm excited, man. I'm excited about you know, the way my train has been going. So you know, I'm gonna keep grinding for the next few weeks and you know, however long it takes until someone um you know gives me a ring and says. You know, it's time. It's time to go. You know, you know my, my wife sits on my agent's. You know, she's on my agent's ass a lot. Like, <laughs> like, get us a job, bro. Get us a job. Yeah. Really, <clears throat> man. I just stay focused on the process, man. And in the in the meantime, shoot, man. I got these two beautiful kids and a beautiful wife and my dog, man. We just they just keep me smiling, man. Keep me grinning. And you know, I'm also you know trying to expand out and do some other things, man. I know you talked about the entertainment industry, and I know that's something. Something that you've been doing for quite some time. I know you 
you're not afraid to get up in front of somebody and entertain, and um, neither am I. So <laughs> I've kind of always, I've kind yeah. of always been drawn drawn to the camera and the microphone, and, you know, whatever. Like you know, just try to smile a lot, be personable, and I think that's something that's helped me along the way. But I met this kid from, um, not a kid actually, he's a little older than me. I guess we're kids, you know. Yeah, <laughs> we're still kids, you know. We're not middle aged just yet. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I, met this, I met this kid from Chicago. Um, he's been he's been down here in Atlanta since about 2008, 2009. So like right before I got here, and he's a music producer, and he's his name is Trey Beats, and Trey's worked with Lil Wayne, he's worked with Chris Brown, Gucci Mane, just just to name a few, you know. Um, yeah, he's 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 he's. He's a he's accredited producer here, man. And he and I we kind of formed this relationship and this bond. So I started an entertainment company, and he and I we have this co-production thing going. So, man, I've been you know kind of behind the scenes working on a few records, man, and just really? enjoying that. Yeah, yeah, and then also, <laughs> also okay. and back in school, back in school, you know, um, Kevin Rutland, Denario Alexander, um, we were kind of and, and I know you remember Gilbert. Gilbert Moy, yeah. Gilbert, Gilbert grew up with me and Jasper, so he's my, that's my, that's my little bro. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So we would all make music. Denario would produce the beats, and bro, we come in, you know, college, we have a good time. You know, you go home and have fun, man. We just get <laughs> on the microphone and entertain. And guys like Carl Gaines and um, you know, um, D Wash. Um, a lot of a lot of guys came through, man, and just like got on the mic and had fun. But I kind of you know took a liking to it, and you know I've been I've been um, writing for quite some time. And wow! Just kind of you know just working on you know just I, I I do believe this like Jay Z is just not gonna come out to our practice and start catching punts and just you know it's <laughs> gonna go smooth. You know it's like you can't just I see a lot of athletes you know they do music and they just kind of put something out there that you know it's. it's I don't know if it's the best look, you know, so I think the thing is, <laughs> is finding out, you know, what it is you want to do and what you're comfortable doing, because when you're talking about putting your art out there, you're putting it out there for the world to, to you know, interpret and analyze and, and all of that, you know, so it's, it's, it's something I'm seriously, so, you know, I've been working on a project for a few years now, and um, I think it's finally coming together, but in the meantime, just with my producer, just making sure that you know, we're able to put him in the best situation so he can be in the studio with these artists and and um, get these records placed. And I think that's something that's that's been going pretty pretty cool for me. Man, I started the company like in '16, and I mean, shoot, man, we we got a few placements this year. We're on the um, on the Ace, Ace Hood. I don't know if you remember Ace Hood. Um, he's a rapper from Florida. He put out a project this year wow. earlier, and. Um, my producer was credited with that. And, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm behind the scenes with it, but we've been doing some pretty cool things, man. Um, Chris Brown working on a, a record that my producer put together and they wrote up. So I mean, there's, some, there's some things in the pipeline that could be coming that, that could be like a segue for me to kind of drop my music, you know? And I always said, once I won the Super Bowl, I put the tape out. It was 16, but we came pretty close. Man. Yeah, man. Not quite, you know, but working on it man and just enjoying myself and I have a space here in Atlanta where my producer works out of and we just you know we go kick it man we get time and just try to keep the positive vibes you know good vibes only bro oh yeah that goes so far it, it's it's contagious man good vibes positive attitude it'll that's that's so important for any type of success and I think that's one of the things that you know made us successful as a team back in the day yeah um 
before I even get too far, that's so cool. I, I, I didn't know you were getting involved in entertainment in that way. I didn't, yeah, you know, so, so do you rap? Is that, is that the type yeah. of music? Yeah. Definitely. I rap, but I, I grew up, you know, singing in my church and, you know, I was listening to, you know, guys like, um, UGK, um, Jay-Z, obviously they teamed up together, um, Notorious P.I.G., uh, Tupac, obviously, but a, a lot of artists who, who actually, you know, had a lot of meaning with, with what they were doing and not just, you know, doing it because it's cool and stuff, or because they think people think it's cool. How about, I uh, resonate. or sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, bro. I was just saying, I resonate more with, you know, like, the, today, the artists that I resonate with a lot today is guys like J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, um, Wale, um, a guy who I grew up on, a guy named Zero from Houston. He's he's kind of um, I wouldn't say local, but he let's say like he he's he's captured the Texas market, and you know Texas is huge, so you don't even have to go anywhere when you, when you capture that market. But I mean, just just a lot of you know southern, a lot of southern music, but also you know, I try to keep my ears open, and you know the West Coast, I like East Coast, I like I like everything, man. I just wanted to have some meaning to it. I don't like you know when it's just all about. You know the it's when they're exploiting. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I just you know it's it's a time for you know you can have some fun, but for me, I just I just care about the words a lot a lot more than other people. I think. I think that's fantastic, Spoon. I how about guys like Nas and Common? Is it when you say Come meaning? On, I think Definitely. about Kanye West, the old Kanye. <laughs> oh, yeah, Nas definitely. You know, he, Nas will tell you straight up like people don't buy my records to dance to it about the beat it's about what he's saying the story that he's telling and yeah. you know, obviously Common is, he has a great voice and you know he uses it so well you know with everything going on in Chicago and I think him and John Legend and, and Kanye are like three guys who I was really vibing with like back in like 06, 07 and they were like at the top at the top and I think those guys are still you know just, just, just awesome awesome acts but you know here recently we had Kanye kind of going off on some tangents but I think you know that's another thing that we can talk about too is mental health bro because I mean you see it in the you see it everywhere you see it just in your local newspaper you know you turn on the TV turn on the news you see something about mental health and you see you know just different things from different folks man and I think we we always want to convict people when we when we see something on our phone you know the media the media we, we convict people too too fast without actually understanding what may be going on in their lives man and, and I think music kind of it plays a part in like just helping you move you know throughout the, the day sometimes or the week man, because you, know, you might hear a song that some guy might be talking about something that's similar to your situation and it might just let you know you're not you know you're not alone you know and i think that's what's dope about entertainment too absolutely i try to do that in my comedy and, and i think in comedy that's another outlet to give people that feeling of relief and that they're not alone and some of their own insecurities. That's one of the things that makes something funny sometimes. You know, there's a lot of different types of humor, obviously. But, you know, when you say something embarrassing on stage in a room full of people, it's a relief sometimes for the audience, especially if they can relate to it, because they're like, who's this guy saying this in front of everybody? Like, I'm embarrassed to admit it to anybody besides myself, you know? So It's like the icebreaker. It's like the icebreaker, man, because then... Then people can be themselves, man, because, you know, as you go, you go about your life, I mean, everybody's an actor. <laughs> yeah. You always try to make sure you're doing this, you're doing that, so you can be portrayed in a certain, in a certain light. And I think, you know, it's, you can lose yourself in that. So when you come in the room and you get on stage and you break that ice, 
know, it does allow people to just kind of relax and just be like, oh, it's just a guy like like me, but he's up there with the confidence to, you know, tell his story. It kind of gives them confidence to maybe share their story with someone. Maybe it might not be on the stage, but it just might be and just in passing, you know, like on the train or something. If it's just talking, you know, when you when you witness with other people, I think it helps you grow. Oh yeah. Well, one 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 compliment that I have for you, uh, and, and you know. Some people may not know the Sean Witherspoon off the field, right? Some people do, some people don't. But one one of the things that you always brought to the locker room was that not only that positive attitude, but that carefree, like, just – you would be singing a lot in the locker room. You know what I mean? Like, just the happy, fun and, – and that type of attitude is so contagious. I was actually talking to my mom earlier today, and I was telling her about that, how – you know those types of attitudes that that's one of the things that you know it lowers those barriers for other people that might be you know nervous or too serious or taking them you know just maybe on edge it just kind of lowers the barriers and it gets everyone in the right mindset and and you know it kind of helps move things in in a positive direction so you know i i think that you know just having that personality you know that that's that's a positive light to to shed on, you know the people you come in contact with. I, I try to do that myself. You know, and I I try not to just be the comedian on stage. Even, I I'm not always funny, obviously. I mean, I don't think anyone can be. Otherwise, it'd be forced, and it's a little weird. But I think being positive, you can you can try to be a positive person all the time, and and let that, you know, you know whatever short interactions you may have with somebody, whether it's in passing on the train you know just quick little glimpses i think you know that can be uplifting and and, you know leave a lasting impression for that person's day or you know maybe even a longer period of time depending on you know the 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 interaction so definitely bro i think when you said that it kind of made me think about you know being in school and I would hear uh, your coach, by the way, <laughs> Coach Hill. And, oh, you know, yeah. He'd be like, enthusiasm free, baby. You know, and, and you would just, something about him saying that, regardless of what I was dealing with, how much sleep I got the night before, or, you know, whatever was going on in my home life, you know, um, it, it's just something about a smile that kind of, like you said, brings those barriers down and just it changes the vibe in the room, bro. And I, I've always kind of taken, taken pride in, you know, being you know, a positive guy because you know, I control my attitude. No one absolutely can control. You got me, bro. Oh, me? oh yeah, absolutely. No Co- one, no one else can um, control that, man. And I think your attitude it'll determine your altitude. You know, it, it all it all coexists, man. It correlates. I mean, and for me, man, that's that's just you know, I grew up in Joshua, Texas, and you know, we didn't have much, you know, but I, I was getting a career growing up. <laughs> because I felt like my parents, you know, they did everything they, they could in their power to make sure that their kids got an opportunity to, to go to school, to, you know, to have a meal on the table, you know, three meals. They, they, they bust their tails, you know, you know, trying to do something for, for someone else. They're serving others. And I think that's when you have a positive attitude, you're serving others because it's going to rub off. It always does. It fake, fake enthusiasm genuine enthusiasm um, just that positivity man it just does something to people man and the people that that kind of go away from it you know those are the people who who really deep down they, they really want to gravitate to it but they're probably just a little 
you know, a little afraid because they're like, who's this guy singing, laughing, joking all the time? You know, maybe we don't know each other, but if you just give someone a chance and get to know them, you never know how close you might be to them and how their attitude can affect you. I, I, I love it, man. I really love it. I, uh, I completely agree. You know, you mentioned kind of the, the origin of it for you. You know, I, I don't know if you knew this, but my parents, or I know my dad, you know, he would go to some games. Uh, he would come to the home games, and I remember that he told me that he sat next to your mom. My, my parents sat next to your mom a couple times. And he was just saying what a what a, what a great attitude. She was very positive. Just you know the same. I I basically like confirming where you get it from. You know. Yeah, man. And my parents. I remember being in high school. Like you know, um, my buddies would come over, and I'm ready to get out the house. Like, let's go. And you know how it is. You're in school. You just want to do. You know, you want to do things kids do. You know, 16, 17 years old. My buddies. I would remember them just sitting in the living room or maybe in the kitchen at the island just speaking with my with my mom and like she's an educator so she, she does a great job of uplifting people but i just didn't know how much that meant to to them because you know that was something i got all the time and i just wanted to get away from it and go to sonic and hang out and get a slush you know? <laughs> but um my buddies you know they, they they i know that that time they spent with my folks and my folks speaking you know great things into existence um into their lives i know that that made a difference my buddies, man, you know, they, they went to college, they, they, they were athletes too, they, they, they're doing things, you know, positive things. Wow. You just, you know, it takes a village, you know? Absolutely. And I think, I think that's something I want to do for my community and, and the kids that my children will bring over to my house, you know, they're already hanging out at my house now. I'm, I'm like, whoa, we're having play dates at my house now. <laughs> this is, <laughs> you know, I'm loving it, bro. I'm loving it, man. That's awesome, Spoon. That's awesome. Sounds like a fun time. You know what I mean? No doubt, bro. No doubt, man. So I was in New York, bro. I mean, you up, up in the Big Apple, bro. Yeah. I think I, I, think I saw you at the, um, at the, what's it, the LOL, um, the Laugh Out Loud. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah. I stopped at that spot. It's in Times Square. I, you I been there? I, yeah, I saw a couple of acts there, man. Um, and I had a great time, too, there. But I know I know that it's, it's a pretty intimate setting. You know, it's oh, like a yeah. like crazy, crazy period. I mean, I know that's, that's got to be cool. I saw you got a chance to, you know, step on stage there, man. So just talk, talk a little bit about yeah. No, I appreciate city, man, how, how the city's treating you and how long you've been there, bro. No, I appreciate the question, Spoon. Uh, there's actually a guy. So I'm I'm kind of a regular now at LOL. They've they've let me in their doors, and it's given me a great opportunity to get a lot of stage time to grow as a comedian. You know, there's there's a lot of great comedians that perform there on a regular basis, and it's yes. kind of like. In a way, it's kind of like when I got to have the chance to play for Mizzou and there was guys better around me, right? And that made me better. So I'm, I'm real lucky. You know, in New York, you know, a lot of the best stand-up comedians in the world live here. And, you know, L- LOL is one of the clubs. You know, it's one of the legitimate clubs in New York City where, you know, I- I'm seeing guys from all over. And a couple of them, you know, kind of they're, they're being respectful. They're taking me under their wings. You know, it's kind of like... It feels like the older scholarship guy, you know, like looking right. down and uh, saying, "Hey, yeah. old Joe, I got you." You know, like here's some things to think about. Yeah, it does. It, it it really does. And there's actually a comedian from from Houston that is one of the bigger names at our club at LOL. I don't know if you've heard of the name Ken Boyd before. Actually, when I was there, I I, I saw Ken. Did you think he was pretty funny? He, he was awesome. He and he was the closing act, and um, he. 
he did a, he did a great job. And I had never seen him before, but I knew of some things that he was a part of down in Houston because I know he's, I, I can't remember what side of town he's from, maybe the north side of town, but um, I, I heard of him, but it was great to get to see him. And, and I mean, he was, he was easily relatable and just, I mean, he wasn't like, you know, some, sometimes it could be, you know, you guys, some of you guys can be some, you know, some, some DI, you know, you know what I'm saying? But he was, yeah. he was awesome, bro. He was on the stage and he, he did his set, man. And then afterwards, you know, he had a chance. He was kind of just hanging around, bro. And I thought that was real cool, man. And that's dope, man. It's crazy that you said his name because I was there last April and I saw him, bro. Oh, wow. Well, if you're ever in New York again, you got to let me know. I'm, I'm always doing shows there and then, you know, mm-hmm. other places around the city. But that's really cool that we have that, uh, that kind of connection there. Um, maybe you guys can collaborate in the future since you're, fr- I mean, I don't know. It's just a thought since, right, you know, he's from the same, he's from, from Houston. Um, yeah, sure man, guys... and that, that's, that's really cool. I would love to, you know, um, I'm not sure when I'll get back up there, but I, my um, sounding here, he's from, he's from um, the Bay, but he travels to New York to, he, he just makes these rigs for everyone. And so their studios work, you know, way more efficiently. So he's a computer guy from, um, you know, the, he's he's from Silicon Valley, you know, so he's like real tech guy, but he's a sound engineer. So he's cool, man. He's a cool guy. And um, he goes out to New York quite a bit. I, I went to an event with him at, um, at Premier Studios, which is it's right across from them big M&Ms down on Times Square. Okay, you know? yeah. It's, it's right there on the corner. And that was like the same crazy they used to be called like quad quad studios the same place where Pac was actually shot at when he was in new york i didn't but, know um, that wow yeah it's crazy crazy like a lot of history a lot of history there in new york as you know but um yeah we had a we had a great time just you know going up there and just being on the east coast man i, I thought and a lot of the people that i met were just you know so cool man and just you know it was, it was a good vibe man good vibe so if we get up there i'm definitely gonna reach out to you bro because I, I definitely want to go see a show Man, that would be awesome, Spoon. I'd love that, you know, and I'll introduce you to any of the guys that you want to meet, you know, whatever I can do to help. Um, That's G. That's G, bro. I appreciate that, man. Absolutely. Um, You know, it would be awesome. It would be awesome, Spoon. Um, Have you ever thought about doing stand-up, or what's your your area of interest? Since I I write a lot, you know, I don't always write write melodies and, and, like, music and stuff. You know, I just... I might just write about what happened or that, you know, like something that just happened. I'll make sure I take a note of, you know, so I don't, so I don't like miss out on like something. Cause, you know, your brain only works so, so good, you know, especially with me, you know, knocking my head around for about 10 years. <laughs> so <laughs> you, you never know how that's going to turn out in the end. But um, that's all right. Uh, that would be really cool to someday do that. But I think, um, like, like I said, man, I always believe you got to do the groundwork. You can't, you know, just because, you know, I have a, a platform that I can use, I just, you know, I, I would never disrespect, you know, the the people who, who grind so hard, you know, in, in their field, you know. But I know that I make a lot of people laugh, bro. I do that all the time. I've been doing that, and that's something that I know that I can do. And, you know, maybe it's not me on the stage, but you're part of a, a, a writing team. Like, I've, I, like working in the music industry here, I've started to be in a room with four or five people working on one artist's project, you know? And it's like, that's when, like, a lot of the best stuff is created, too, when you have a lot of heads together, you know? So um, Absolutely. I'm, definitely, I'm definitely adept at, you know, 
being a part of a team and, and writing out things and stories and stuff like that. I've always always did pretty good with that, bro. But um, man, I don't know. I'd probably be sweating profusely up there trying to tell some jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I know you could do it, though. You know, I feel like there's a couple guys that have that natural, you know, talent. Yeah. You know, guys like Bracey. Uh, I oh always, my God. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it, it, the thing is, is, you know, stand up comedy is, is a craft, it's an art and it's, I've had to, you know, I, I've, you know, I've been able to, you know, I was the class clown growing up, you know, throughout life, but learning the craft of stand up was different. But when you can learn the, 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 the rules and develop the tools and you combine that natural humor with kind of that structured process just you know just like going to the gym and working out it's the same thing then when you bring those two worlds together and the natural the natural talent plus that structured um discipline you know then then it really over that course of time it can really it can really turn into something great you know and and we've seen you know the the, the comedians that we like you know that that are able to do that but yeah thank you um it takes time but yeah i mean if you ever have curiosity in that let me know um, I am curious, and, and I don't want to hold you up too long. If you got to go at any point, I understand. Um, I can't, be, I can't be, uh, I can't help but be a little curious about a couple of things in the world of football. Um, going back to that, I, one of the things I'm curious curious about is, you know, what what was the biggest change for you from Mizzou to the NFL, like as far as however you want to answer the question whether it's the 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 change of of speed of the game or the the life as a whole you know what was kind of the biggest adjustment that you had to to get used to you know i think it's different for everyone you know it's just me being drafted so high i was picked 19th overall and i understood that that meant you know i had to come in and i had to be ready right away you know they were going to develop me into this and do that this team felt as if I was a piece that could come in right away and get on their field and, and make their team better. And, you know, I didn't have a hard time adjusting with that because I knew that the pressure was on. You know, I knew that it was serious business when these people made this commitment to you. I mean, you make the same commitment when you sign your name on that line. And so the, the only thing that was a little different was there isn't a school to teach you how to be a professional. You know, you have to come in and, you, like you said, you know, some people take you under your under their wings. Um, you know, you, you study your butt off, but you got to know how to study. You, you just be studying something that's not even going to help you out there on, on the practice field and, and out there on game day. So that was different. It wasn't so much as the speed being different because if you ask me, I think guys get slower as, as, as the years go. You know? <laughs> and a lot, of, a lot of guys, you know, I can't make, I'm playing with 33, 34-year-old guys like from day one. You know, these guys are still able to go out and be extremely productive and what I figured out was that these guys took their craft seriously they continued to work on it and it's not just about knowing what you're doing but it's applying you know the, the different techniques and and things that you that you've looked at throughout the week that takes you out there to Sunday to help you be productive and you know it wasn't so much as like these guys were faster but these guys understood what they were supposed to be doing in college Coach Hill tell you to run a ten yard, you know, curl route. Shoot, you one, two, three, you you count that off. You run it, and, and, and hopefully the ball will be there right on time, right? But you didn't understand the reason why he wanted you to take this step or not take that false step was because it was a timing issue. So the execution at this level 
was just something that was just amazing to me where I'd like, and, and you could know exactly what's coming. And I've still seen people just still beat you, still complete the pass, still It's amazing. It's it, it, you know basically, it sounds like you know you're 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 essentially saying that the level of mental study and like yeah. the game of chess just kind of exponentially increases. That's uh, really that's that's really what goes on, bro. And, and it never stays the same. Like there's plays that teams ran in 2010, 2011 that I haven't seen in two or three years, and then all of a sudden they'll need a play in the game and they'll pull that out from so long ago but they've, they've worked on it in practice somewhat to where this is a game plan and as a defensive player you're always going to see a smoke that you haven't seen throughout these past you know because we break down the teams we usually go from the last four games and that's like a four game breakdown and typically that's who you are you know what you've been doing for the past month you got the Belichicks of the world you got these you know the um, Sean Payton's these guys that they, they keep you honest, bro. They throw in the wrinkles. You have to pretty much you go back to your fundamentals, bro, and that's what that's what gets you through the down, man. And then you go to the sideline. And now they have these visuals that are a lot, a lot more um, clear than what it was when I first entered the league. But you get to get to watch it on the surface pad, not an actual film, but just the pictures to see how people are lining up, you know, and, and what can give away certain things, and see how we actually played it and stuff like that. But it used to be on paper. But I mean, it's it's just always it's it's just always a constant cat and mouse game, bro. Wow, <laughs> that's that's awesome, Spoon. Um, 
you know, I think that'll, that, I think for anybody listening, they'll really appreciate that level of, of insight on the, the, I'm not even going to call it the mental side of the game, because I, I think of mental as like mental toughness, but the intellectual side of the game. Right, that's, that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is, man. It's, it's, it's an amazing, I, I like to call it the best team sport, you know, there is, because I was watching the World Cup the other day, I see um, one of the strikers, you know, he, he lost the ball, and yeah. you know, the, the other team went the other way. He didn't pursue all the way back to try to get that ball back. Now, some of those guys do it and end up getting a yellow card or something like that just out of frustration. But um, he kind of just watched it go on, and his other guys did their job. And it, it's similar to, to, to our game, too, because, you know, he got offense, defense, but, you know, we actually get a chance to leave the field and come back. And I think that's, that's something that's a little bit different from their game. They're out there 90, 90 minutes, man. But yeah. if one person in the blocking scheme – takes the wrong step, take uses the wrong technique, it can blow up the whole play for 11 people. And that's, and that's just what I really love about the game. You just you can't really cheat the game, bro. You gotta, And that's their game, too. You can't really cheat their game either. But it, to me, man, like when you're talking about like certain blocking schemes and stuff, like one guy can ruin the whole play. Some, sometimes the scheme can be perfect. And the guy on defense just, you know, he, he's one step ahead of you, so he ruins it. Or sometimes you your offensive lineman goes the wrong way, and then your quarterback is exposed. The ball's on the ground, touchdown. I mean, it's, it's, it's just so wild, bro. It's so wild to see just those small mistakes that can affect, you know, such a, a, a great deal of a, a great deal of people. And, you know, just the whole organization kind of just flows, like, on how good the team goes. It's kind of like in college. You know, we're we balling. Mizzou's, you know, the school is great. You ain't balling. I know it's it's crazy (laughs) it's crazy how big of an impact the football squad has on an entire school and and even I'll go as far as saying the entire state I mean when we were picking up steam in 2007 going into the Cotton Bowl 2008 I mean the Mm -hmm. entire state was on uh you know it was electric you know it It was was amazing bro. it was amazing and I went back to Mizzou um, you know, right after I left Mizzou, I went back and that we beat Alabama. You know, I mean, Alabama. We beat Oklahoma. They were number one in the country. I remember, you know, just the the vibe in the in the city and just going back, you know, to the SEC. When we're now in the SEC and seeing us have those big wins and just I see the the city, the state, just kind of yearning, yearning for those those moments to to really, you know, really be prideful about the way we're playing ball. And I think I think we're getting back to that. Man. I just, you know, I got a lot of love for Mizzou, man. I got a lot of love for the game of football because it's, it's changed my life. But, man, it's just, what a time, bro. Like, 07, 08, 09. Like, and I remember then, like, thinking, like, man, this got to be, like, the, the greatest times of our lives. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just young men out there just having a great time with your guys and enjoying, reaping the benefits of, you know, the hard work that you put in, man. And it was just such a, such a marvelous time at the zoo, bro. Man, I'm I'm really happy to hear you you talk about it like that because I feel the same way and I think it's it's a true blessing just to be able to suit up, you know, just to, I mean I I wasn't a star at Mizzou but I feel so lucky and so appreciative just to have been a part of the team with you guys and to get out there and practice, dude. We used to, I don't know if you remember all the details because it's been a long time but for me it meant like like every day. I'd be going against you in practice, yeah. you know, like helping run the other team's plays and. Bro, that's so big. That's so. That's what I pretty much. When I, you know, 
I signed with Atlanta last year about like the fourth or fifth game. And that was pretty much my rule. I, I played in the first two games and in the other the other um the other games, I was pretty much helping us get ready, you know, going against our offense, kicking their butt by the way, because that's what I do. <laughs> and and making sure that my guys were on top of everything that they were supposed to be doing, studying, making sure that we can apply everything that we've learned throughout the week to the game. And I know it, it mean even when I didn't dress it one, I still got the same feeling, bro. Same yeah. feeling, man. Like, you know, and it put everything it put a lot of things into perspective. And I think I kind of first experienced that when I went to Arizona, my role was a little different there. And that's when I began to to grow more as a as a as an individual, as a man, you know, and I think that's big, man, because, you know, it it takes all those little pieces and whatever you're doing, all the things that you think might be the slightest thing, it takes all those things to, to get to the goal. Well, I appreciate that, Spoon. That's awesome to hear you say that. I appreciate you saying that, you know, yeah, I mean, it's really cool to hear that, you know, and I really did take that job seriously because I felt like giving you guys the best look I possibly could. If I if I was being lazy or I wasn't challenging you guys, then what am I really doing out there, right? So, yeah, I mean, and, and it's like you, you would be letting the team down, you know? Exactly, exactly. exactly. And you guys were really – uh I remember uh, you, you guys were real, you know, you guys had helped me off the ground and like, you you know, I could I could feel that the defense wanted to I'm see. Really appreciative. Yeah. I'm really appreciative, man, of, of everything that, that was going on. And all the people who, who, who gave it up for their brothers, bro. Because that's what it is. Every play, when we lined up out there, when we went out there, we was giving it up for y'all. Y'all gave it up for us during the week. Shoot, we went out there and did the same thing for the guy standing next to me, the guy standing, you know, next to Chase Day or next to Jeremy Mack. All of them. I mean, we were just, you know, we were just kids that just loved each other, bro. It was a different, it was a different feel with, with the team, bro. And that's that's something that's different in the NFL because you know your team changes every year. In college, it changes a little bit every year, you know. But in the pros, bro, like God be here on Monday and gone on Wednesday. Bro. That's just how it works. Wow. Yeah. So you miss you miss that real camaraderie, that that real brotherhood. That's that's serious, bro. Oh yeah, that's my favorite part of the game. You know. Right on, bro. And like, look at that. You you can reach out to me. Boom. Explain. I'm, I'm doing episode fifty six, by the way, which is my number. Yeah. And, and, and you say, bro, I'm doing my podcast, bro. How would you like to come on? Easy, bro. Easy. Yeah, I got I nothing but love for you, bro. Well, I got nothing but love for you, Spoon. I I'm so proud of you, man, and I feel like we're we're getting ready to wrap up here probably, but I just want to say uh you you know, no matter what happens in the future, man, I I want you to know like you have accomplished so much. We're all very proud of you. Um it's been such a delight watching you over the years and dude, you know, you got a bright future ahead of you. Um, that's dope, bro. You know. I pre- man, I just want to say I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart, bro. And you know, I, I wish nothing but, but greatness for you, man. And you've always been great, Mike. And keep doing what you're doing, bro. And you're gonna get everything that God has for you, bro. <laughs> Stay down. You keep working. You keep praying. We're all gonna keep growing, man. That's that's what life is about: serving others and continuing to elevate, bro. That's what we gotta do. That's awesome, Spoon. Well, I got my prayers right back at you, my brother. I really appreciate it. Um, no doubt, man. Thanks for having me, bro. Yeah, man. It's been awesome. Uh, I think uh, that, that probably that's pretty much everything, you know, on my end. So if you're good, I'm good. Um, bro, we did it, bro. We did it, man. And keep up the great work, bro. When I come up to the city, bro, I'm going to come check you out. That's awesome, Spoon. Can't wait to see you. Uh, and I got my eye on you, man. Uh, you know, you right always got support on my end. Let me know if I can ever help with anything. 
Much love, baby. M-I-Z. Z-O-U. Yes, sir. All right, Spoon. Later, bro. Later, bro. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. By the way, am I the only one who's horny? Thank <laughs> you.